here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Yeah! Jeff Hawkins. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Matt Hardy isn't going full out Broken Hardy, so I don't think Broken Matt's coming in. Everybody, welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode two forty-seven. And Jeff Hawkins, it is the final Shake Them Ropes of two thousand seventeen. What are your memories of this great, wonderful year? It's been interesting. Um, you, you can't say it hasn't been interesting. It, at least, especially from our kind of local WWE flavor. I mean, I, I think for me, still the. One of the bigger stories is that Goldberg being such a draw in the early part of the year. That still amazes me in 2017. And he outperformed his entire first run with WWE in this run, just with Brock Lesnar matches. Yeah. I This was, it was unbelievable how, how the fans took to Goldberg, how great that Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania was how great the moment was when he speared him at Survivor Series 1, 2, 3, like really super quickly. Uh, You know, the match with Kevin Owens was there. Kevin Owens got a match with Goldberg. Uh, And then the Royal Rumble. I mean, the story of the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Not having him win the Royal Rumble and you have Brock Lesnar and Goldberg going at it. I mean, uh, Goldberg's run was a, a huge success, I believe. Yeah. And the mirror image, I think, to that would probably be the Jinder Mahal title run. And Jinder Mahal now is in the U.S. title situation uh out of the main picture uh we don't know yet you know this week on smackdown they started the u.s championship tournament dolph ziggler relinquished the title we don't know we don't know what's going to happen with him it could be it could be that cm punk situation where dolph ziggler gives up the title we have a tournament and all of a sudden dolph ziggler comes back and he's like i want my title back like one week late yeah, yeah, I expect him. To, I expect him to interfere in this. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you can do I something in there. Uh, but we got the first four names of the eight-man tournament: Ty Dillinger, Jinder Mahal, uh, Baron Corbin. Who did Baron Corbin beat? He didn't beat anybody. He beat uh, Bobby Roode. Beat him. Oh, Bobby Roode beat him. That's right. That's right. Bobby Roode beat Baron Corbin. Uh, so we have those first four names. We have Bobby Roode advancing. We have Jinder Mahal advancing. Uh. Before we get into the memories, you know, we'll talk about 2017 here. Uh, let's let's start with that U.S. title tournament. Do we we expect Dolph Ziggler to interfere? Do we expect him to be one of the eight guys in the tournament somehow? I hope not. I hope they wouldn't do that. Because what's the point of him winning if they, he then just comes back? But I could see maybe a repackaged Dolph Ziggler coming back. You know what would, would absolutely floor me is if they give him an America gimmick. And he goes up against Jinder Mahal. 
They just totally repackage it. You know, forget that. Forget that entrance and stuff thing. And then they just go full on America. Just throw up America during his entrance. You know, red, white, and blue. Dolph Ziggler, American hero, comes in the, and then beats Jinder Mahal. I, was I really, think that'd be. Yeah, when I was uh, when we were watching that Randy Orton promo, I thought Randy Orton might have been throwing his name into the hat of the U S title tournament. I'm like, okay, we might, we might get a couple of big names in this thing, uh, on the way to the Royal rumble, but no, he was just announcing his entrance into the Royal rumble. Uh, no U S title match. Now, uh, Kevin Owens beats AJ, uh, AJ styles in the main event. So he's seemingly still in the title picture, uh, with AJ going up against Shane McMahon and all that stuff. So who knows if we see Kevin Owens in the tournament, maybe we see Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn could get that U S title, uh, title shot. Uh, but what other names are possible? Everyone else seemingly is in the tag team division or up top there. Like who who could be the final four guys to round out this U.S. championship picture? I could see them throwing Nakamura in here. Really? Very easily. Yes. So Nakamura, um, but he would have to lose. I don't see him Mike, winning the U.S. Mike, championship. Dare I say Mike Kanellis shows up? Uh, Canellis could very well be one of the five, uh, one of the four guys. He he'd probably lose his first round match, but he could very well be one of the guys. We had Ty Dellinger come back from the dead yesterday, yeah. uh, to be in this tournament. So Mike Canellis, uh, if you're not going to get, I think Sami Zayn. I'll go Sami Zayn in there. Um, but it, it's very odd because the first two matches of this tournament on SmackDown, uh, the two winners oh, are the guys I feel I like. Okay. I got Mo- Mojo and Zach. Oh, Mojo and Zach. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Could it be Canellis, Sami Zayn, Mojo, and Zack Ryder? Uh, but Bobby Roode and Jinder Mahal, those are the two guys I think are winning their matches and going to the finals. Like, are we, this was an eight-man tournament, right? I'm not hearing things. No, uh, you're, you're correct. They just didn't show any brackets. Yeah, it didn't show any brackets, but it could very easily be Jinder Mahal and Bobby, Bobby Roode in the finals of this mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, we'll see what Dolph Ziggler comes back to do. Uh, because yeah, you know, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura had their little uh, little promo backstage. Nakamura said he's in. Randy Orton said he's in. Kevin o- Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and uh, AJ Styles are enthralled in this title picture with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon and their drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you announced you announced last week you're in, so that'll be. I am in the Royal Rumble. Yes, uh, so I am <laughs> out of the U.S. title picture. I am not involved in that. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, U.S. Championship. Uh, the finals probably going to be on SmackDown unless they really draw it out to, to March whenever the next SmackDown pay-per-view is, uh, because, and there's not going to be room for a U.S. title match on the Royal Rumble show unless it's on the pre-show. Right. I mean, there's just not room for it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But that was, that, uh, that was a quick look at SmackDown. The final WWE. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's, let's not, let's not bury it. Oh, that tag team match was straight fire. Oh, the tag team match was awesome. That was great. Oh, that was a great. Yeah. And my God, Rusev is over, kids. As Rusev is Aiden got quite English the on, his, on his coattails. Aiden English is. I bit three times on Rusev and, and and Aiden English winning that match. I absolutely love that thing. Oh, when he did the uh, the stackalade, the stackalade, the widowmaker, and also just when when he broke up the Tower of Doom spot and Aiden English hit the splash. I bit all three times that they may actually pull the trigger but you know what i i think gable and 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 benjamin deserve to be built up after originally being the number one contenders i think their promo set it up perfectly yeah gable and benjamin that'll be a fun match with them 
against the Usos. Uh, you have another tag team scene going on right now with the Ascension and the Bludgeon Brothers. Looks like we're getting that match. Uh, not for a bit. We still have to have Brizongo get their butts kicked. But we're going to keep <laughs> seeing Brizongo get killed until finally Brizongo puts the Ascension in there. And, and we... I can't take credit for this joke. Uh, our friend James Vanderbeek on Twitter, Ascension versus Bcension. It'll be great. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's the tag team scene. Tag mm-hmm. team scene on SmackDown, pretty good. I would love to throw the revival into this tag team scene. I yeah. would. Yeah, the revival uh, getting a main event match, uh, not even appearing on a three-hour RAW. Oh, here, here's here's a segue for you. Hey, remember how the revival were knocked out for a few months? Brian Kendrick, same way. Hideo Itami, killer of small guys on the roster. Yeah, Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick. Uh, not expected to be out super long, though. Just a couple of months. Uh, but the go to sleep has gone to sleep. Yeah, he didn't Correct. use it last night. I, yeah. I I don't know if that's going to be a full-time thing. I mean, he's also hit that move plenty safely. It's going to be the it's going to be the Styles clash. Yeah, it's hit every so often. Uh-huh. On the big shows. But yeah, Hideo Itami uh I, maybe he's used this submission before, but I don't think it's been to to close out a match anytime in the past year. But Hideo Itami debuted or uh revealed a submission uh, for his for his victory over Jack Gallagher on 205 Live. So a new finishing move in the Hideo Itami repertoire. You want to talk about 2017, the year that was. Hideo Itami's 2017, maybe his most important year on the roster. Uh, he was he was in some big matches on NXT TakeOvers. He obviously gets to the main roster. But also the year that really just goes to show you the disaster that his WWE run has been. And this isn't a comment on, you know, we hate Hideo Itami or we love Hideo Itami. His WWE run has certainly not gone as well as anyone had hoped. Uh, it has been one of the worst of the big WWE signings onto the main roster. Not quite at the Mystico Sin Cara level, but Hideo Itami is so far showing not a whole lot. He never sh- he never showed his old uh, persona and his old fire in NXT. Uh, maybe the match with Roddy, you know, the beginnings of the heel turn. But Hideo Itami, I don't see this lasting. I mean, this is just another microcosm of the fact that he he's not going to be a WWE guy. And I could very well see him spending his last year in WWE this year with 2018. You know, I think this is part of a much larger issue. And this may go into one of your questions that we got on Twitter or may not. But there is a real problem here in knowing what to do with guys on the network and the difference between that and guys on the main roster. And for me, a lot of 2017 has been a real disappointment in figuring out how to make things work that aren't already in basically the the standard way that Vince gets things to work Mm -hmm. because this 205 live show has died a death and it's gotten a little bit better with all people Enzo Amore as your top draw, but it's still not very good. And I don't know if Hideo Tommy is going to, to help with that out on the main roster. They don't have any idea what to do with guys like Finn Balor or Bailey in those roles, they did nothing with this May Young Classic. They did absolutely nothing with this UK tournament. They don't know. I mean, they have all the makings of a very well-rounded 
company here and they don't know what to do with it. it it's it's very very disheartening and and even to even go back to the 205 live thing the the, the losses of Neville and Austin Aries after building them up and then basically going well we got nothing else for you right now we're going to cool you off while we bring somebody else up it, it's just it's very disheartening to see all this great product out there and them having no idea what to do with it there is a there's the makings of a great third brand in WWE, but right now they're split up between NXT and the Cruiserweight Show. Because I would agree with that. I, I, there's a wrestling company. There's a wrestling company in here for wrestling fans in here, and they have no idea how to pull the trigger on it. Right, and just having the Cruiserweights on, and this was a this was a big point. It's been said by you know fellow or former uh, WWE writers is the Cruiserweights really excelled and the Cruiserweight personalities took off in WCW in the late 90s and different companies because it was different than the main event scene. The main event guys were slow. They were plotting. Uh, they were they were much different body types. And now the main event scene in WWE is the Cruiserweight show. It's AJ Styles. It's Seth Rollins. It's Dean Ambrose uh, doing athletic things with the smaller frames. I, there's The Cruiserweights aren't different. And especially when the cruiserweights are working the style that they were in Jack Gallagher's match last night, where Hideo Itami comes off the rope uh, once, I think maybe twice. And otherwise, there's a lot of rest holds. It's a lot of slow wrestling. What made the cruiserweights special in the late 90s isn't happening now. And the main eventers are doing it better. So I, I don't think having a cruiserweight show is the right idea. Putting the cruiserweights in a company with a Lars Sullivan and a Drew McIntyre and other bigger names, having that difference there uh, could be really cool. Uh, you know, moving 205 Live and NXT onto the same thing would probably be a better idea. It'd be a very solid third brand instead of two weaker fourth and third brands. Yeah, and 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 just to follow up, and then you know you have that, and then you have a UK show that you said you were going to develop that you didn't, and then you did absolutely nothing with that May Young Classic. I mean, that's <laughs> those are. I mean, you have the UK guys occasionally coming in for for NXT. You'd see them in the crowd for big events. Oh, look, remember those guys in that great event that we have that we've done nothing with? There they are. Uh, and then, and then you know, and then the women's division could be bolstered better. But as you said, with interviews with former creative, they put all their new guys with the women. So that really never evolves. It'd be really cool to have. You could have a women's show because you have a whole bunch of different type of talents in the women's divisions all over the place. You could, but I would not with this with with their creative instincts right now do a women's well, show. Yeah, unless I, you made it, unless you made a part of that this magical third brand that we're thinking of, about, which, which combines NXT, two hundred five, and maybe a women's division. Yeah, uh, just bolstering NXT even further. And if you want to keep NXT in developmental, then make a make them some developmental names. Put it on your network as a developmental show, but tour with this third brand. And maybe and, and do something else, make that 205 live show more like a third brand in the fact that it would have women's matches on there. It would have cruiserweight matches on there. It would have your Drew McIntyre's and your Roderick Strong's and your Lars Sullivan's on there and bring in Pete Dunn full time. So he's working your shows and they can tour this third brand. If it was a mixture of NXT and 205 live could travel uh, much more, could go to the UK could do a week long tour in the UK because you don't have do to tie your, them to Raw and SmackDown, yeah, and it could do your smaller houses as opposed to needing big stadiums. Yeah, that, right. that's that's the other thing. They they think so big in in scope that they don't realize they could do 
a really great thing for wrestling if they would focus on these smaller venues running running this type of promotion. Well, it's funny because you say they think so big, and they do a lot of times, but they're thinking small right now on NXT and 205 Live in the UK division. They could do this big. You could run smaller uh, shows, but you could do a you go full-on third brand. Yeah, they could. They could, but they won't. As we look back at 2017, I want to make sure all of our Shake Them Ropes listeners are kicking off 2018 the right way with Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient delivery service in the country, and they're ready to make your 2018 even better by partnering with Whole30 to bring you two delicious Whole30 approved recipes each week for the next eight weeks. Sign up for Blue Apron right now to try meals like Mexican Spice Barramundi with avocado and kale and sweet potato salad. And how about the Top Chef ginger marinated grass-fed steaks with stir-fried vegetables that I'll be having? Jeff and I have both been with Blue Apron for the past two years, and we can tell you it's some of the best food we've ever had. And not just had, but made. They deliver the recipes right to you with all the fresh ingredients. You make it, you get restaurant-quality food, you feel better about yourself, and you're saving that restaurant money. There's never been a better time to try Blue Apron because right now Blue Apron is treating Shake Them Ropes listeners to their first three meals, a $30 value with your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash shake. That's right, your first three meals free, a $30 value by visiting blueapron.com slash shake. You can check out this week's menu and claim your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash shake. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Speaking of Hideo Itami, we might as well get to last week's poll of the week. Uh, at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, you can go vote in our polls. Last week's poll was, would, he- would Hideo Itami have been better off debuting in a 10-minute match with Emma than winning a squash <laughs> match against the Jobber on 205 Live? Uh, 57% of the audience said yes. Would have been more better off Look, Emma. Don't- don't feed Rob's jokes because you know what? Rob and I had a conversation before this show and he was like, Jeff, I'm ready for Oscar. And I go, Rob, nobody's ready for Oscar. He goes, Jeff, I think I'm ready for Oscar. I go, Rob, I know Oscar. Nobody is ready for Oscar. And then Rob, no, 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 I'm different. I'm ready for Oscar. And I'm like, nobody's ready for Oscar. Sure enough, Rob, not ready for Oscar. No. And she's not going to win the Royal Rumble match either. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I thought she was. If they were going to give it to a regular, I thought it would be Asuka. We've talked about, you know, would it be silly to debut Ronda Rousey at the Women's Royal Rumble as a surprise rather than building her up? Um, this is not the pay-per-view era with WWE anymore. This is, obviously, if you were a UFC card, you were promoting a UFC show, you wouldn't want to just have Ronda Rousey show up as an unannounced match. You would want to promote her and sell buys. You yeah. debuting Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble will sell buys to your network if people know that she's wrestling at WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, it will sell the network. That's what the goal is. Um, it will sell the network to get the the video of the Royal Rumble and to rewatch that Royal Rumble. So this is it a different will, era. It will get, and it will also get, you know, your ESPNs and Fox Sports's water cooler talk type thing going. Yes. Uh, so I, I think Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble could happen. Whether it's silly or not, that's to be debated, and we'll find out what happens. But Ronda Rousey is my pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble at this point. Uh, if it was going to a regular, Asuka would be a certainly a, a good pick. However, last night on Raw, when they made Asuka enter, when they had her take out Alexa Bliss, 
to me, that was a smokescreen. I don't think we're getting Asuka winning this Royal Rumble. And if we get Alexa Bliss versus Asuka, it's happening, like you said. You you said it last week on this show. It's not happening at WrestleMania. It's happening before that. Asuka could be champion going into WrestleMania. And wouldn't that be something? Asuka versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, That was a definite, like, I'm watching Asuka come down the ring on Raw promote herself into the Royal Rumble match. And I'm thinking, well, that seals it. She's not winning. Yeah, I, I would say so. And, and inter- interesting that they have both champs talking up that, that they're going to be the ones that the winner faces that that's interesting too. It, it's interesting for the fact that if it is a Ronda Rousey, you don't know who she's going to wrestle. Could it be Alexa bliss? Could it be Charlotte? They could go a month and have this intrigue. It can be one of those things, you know, Batista, when he won the Royal Rumble, there was that month of intrigue. Like yeah. which champion and will he cool. face? And that's cool for the brands, I think. I think that that kind of story is awesome. Yeah, it doesn't have to be set in stone right there. You can have something go about it. Uh, and that could go whether it's a Ronda Rousey or someone on the roster. You can have someone on the roster make that move. Does does Becky Lynch win and she wants to switch brands? Does Sasha Banks say, you know what, I'm going to face my former best friend in Charlotte? You could have this for almost anyone on that roster. Uh, if you if you promote that, like they can take on any champion, doesn't have to be the champion of their brand. It can be any champion. Uh, so that's some more intrigue going into the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, but I did on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. We asked for uh, topics. Obviously, it's the last show of 2017, a big show uh, for us. Going back and just whatever comes our way towards 2017 memories, we'll discuss here. Uh, but we got quite a bit of uh, of topics suggested by the listeners. Uh, Jeff, are, are are any of these serious topics? <laughs> some of them. Some of them are more serious. Some of them are less serious. Uh, people want us to predict what our 2018 year in review might be. Like, what do we see for 2018? They want to give our predictions and stuff. Uh, certain uh, suggestions were looking at Jason Jordan's or Roman Reigns's uh, year in 2018. What's next for those two? Uh, you know, the basics, you know, what what were our match of the year candidates for this year? Uh, biggest booking letdowns of 2018. What do we see with the booking? Uh, what are we excited about now that may not be too excitable come 2018? That was the topic. And then you got the less serious ones. People want us to talk about ponies and Sid. And uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, I don't have a lot of notes. <laughs> don't have a lot of notes on All Japan Pro Wrestling, Jeff. I, I like the Joe Doring story. And I think Jun Akiyama's great. But, uh, you know, I, I still think they have a ways to go to catch New Japan in terms of relevancy. Anywho. <laughs> the most serious topic suggested, obviously, what, what were our top moments of the drifter? In 2017, um, you got El Vagabundo, uh, you got uh, you got his firing from NXT, uh, the match with Cassius Ono that was built up over, what, three weeks. Uh, but one of the best drifter moments happened this week on Raw, Jeff, when he shushed I, John Cena. Yeah, uh, the, the past two weeks I've had great moments because the moment where he sidestepped a Bailey hug, I thought was fantastic as well. Sidestepped the Bailey hug. This is a guy that's going to be... You know, Jason Jordan's going to be promoted in 2018. He's going to get a lot of time. You know, the Kurt Angle Sun stuff. The He's now a tag team champion with Seth Rollins. He's going to be they, doing that. They pivoted his character. They, this they week did. They to did. Fit. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, and it, you know what? I'll say this. For for all the complaints I had when, when this angle started. No pun intended on that. that 
Uh, it's it's progressed quite well, I think, in terms of him being the whiny, bratty, heelish kid that's turning into a heel. I, I'm I'm kind of interested in in now this turn, although it doesn't make sense logically. But I I was liking where they were going with the story. I thought they had, I thought they had really redeemed themselves quite well from what was a very rocky start. And it doesn't necessarily mean that his uh, his growth in this character is over. Just because they're the tag team champions now doesn't mean they're going to stay that way. Doesn't mean Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins are always going to get along. Here we are, you know, tag team champions who don't always get along. Uh, but maybe they're friends for a little while. They're doing well, and then something happens. Jason Jordan. Uh, this could progress into a Jason Jordan singles match at WrestleMania, for all we know. Whether it's Seth Rollins or something else comes about. But there's... There's a lot of possibilities. Jason Jordan is set for a big year. Now, will he deliver with what he's given? Because this guy is going to get time. He's going to be in important storylines. And it's up to Jason Jordan to make sure it goes the best way possible. Like, this is his make or break year. Mm. It is. And this is the, it's a make or break year for him. It's a make or break year for Hideo Itami. It's a make or break year for a lot. This year, 2018 is going to be a lot different. When we talk about the year in review of 2018, I don't feel like it's going to go the way this year in review did, the way last year's year in review did, where 2016 and 2017 were big, like surreal years. I mean, we are entering, Shinsuke Nakamura is on the main roster in WWE. We are entering the second year now of AJ Styles being a top guy in WWE. We had the influx of the New Japan talent. We had the influx of the indie talent. Well, guess what? There's not a lot more that can come in that would be super shocking. I mean, sure. oh no, we're gonna we're gonna get this is gonna be a straight ahead year of did is this Roman Reigns world yes. title reign the one that turns around him around in terms of being the guy? And the answer is gonna be no. We we had the transition years. This year is like the capper of the transition where no more influx. It's only people going out. It's John Cena no longer being a top guy and a a regular in the company. I mean, John Cena this year in 2017 was like his most or his least active year as a regular, barring injuries, his least active year. And next year, it's going to be even less so. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, this is a transition year. This is Braun Strowman on top. This is AJ Styles on top and Shinsuke Nakamura and Brock Lesnar probably not going to be the champion the entire year. Like WrestleMania and then Brock Lesnar might come in for big shows, but the era of Brock Lesnar carrying the title as this big attraction is probably over this year. This is a big transition year and not, you know, not a lot of surreal stuff short of the young bucks and Kenny Omega coming in. Uh, but even that wouldn't be as surreal anymore just because we've seen it with AJ Styles and we saw it with Shinsuke Nakamura. Like that would be a cool moment. It would be good, but not as surreal as what we've seen the last two years. This is more of a straightforward year transition year in WWE year. You're right. Yeah. I, I, and I, I tend to think <laughs> if there's a quote unquote surprise coming into WWE, it would probably be something on the level more of a Cody Rhodes than of a Kenny Omega. Yeah, sure. Cause see something like that. I mean, Hell, we had Goldberg in a big match at WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, this year was just crazy. And next year could be crazy, but but for good things. Braun Strowman on the way up. Braun Strowman wrestling in main events. Uh, maybe Jason Jordan does become this next big thing. Who knows? I personally don't see it. I don't think the guy has the right reactions in certain ways. And I, I just don't know what's going to go on. I'll ask you one prognostication here because it's to me it's the most interesting prognostication of 2018. Where is Daniel Bryan 
this time next year. Daniel Bryan, this time next year, will be suing WWE. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. He could be the general manager on SmackDown. All this talk, like he wants to wrestle again. Could his contract end and he goes onto the independent scene? Sure. Um, would does he does he want his life to be in WWE? It certainly doesn't seem that way right now, but a lot could happen between now and then. WWE could let him wrestle again. Maybe they I'll maybe ca- they tease I'll him along the shot. way too. Call I'll call shot. my shot. Call your shot. January fourth of two thousand nineteen, he's wrestling in the Tokyo Dome. Oh, wow. He's wrestling in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. What would it be? Thirteen at that point? Mm. Yes. Oh, big called shot there. And then when it happens, I'm going to say the the news was broken on Shake Them Ropes. Make sure everyone knows. <laughs> yes, please. I'm going to make then, that into a show opening and everyone's going to hear it. All your clickbait. Yes. Blunt. Clickbait. Um, there was a suggestion. Where do we see Emma in her independent run? Her independent run is set to start in just two months, Jeff. Is Emma going to make herself a big independent star? and name on the watch list. I don't think you can on the women's independent circuit. I think she's going to do the usual circuit. I think she'll be on shimmer. I think she'll be on a rise show. Hopefully one here in Los Angeles. I think she'll probably go to stardom at some point. Um, Well, here's the thing Uh, on that note. I don't believe Emma can make a name for herself that much to where like people are clamoring her to either go back to WWE or buying tickets for her, unless she's in a big rivalry with someone else. Like it's got to take two. Yeah. And, it's going to be like a Tony storm yeah. or a Mercedes Martinez or someone who can really go with her in the ring. I would not be at all shocked if they do a second May young classic. If Emma is in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the Tony storm uh, deal with stardom. If they go out at, uh, or if they go at it, uh, it it's got to take two just for the fact that you have to have good matches. And I don't know. Nicole, if Emma... Savoy, would be, Nicole Savoy would be great here right. as well. But working the Northeast wrestling against no name opponents or working small time yeah. indies, that's not going to show the people how good you are. Right. Shimmer I... and Shine are, are niche promotions that that are great for women's wrestling. But in the overall zeitgeist of wrestling, don't get people talking. Yeah, it's got to be good matches to get people talking. So I, I think Evan's talented. I think she's great. I thought she was great in WWE, but nothing's going to get her into the next level just by working the indies. She's got to work other bigger name talents and have great matches with them that get people like, hey, you got to check out this match between Emma and Tony Storm. You got to check out yeah, this or, match. Or Emma. Emma versus like Shirai in, in Stardom. Sure. Yeah. If she has like a series of those, yeah, yeah, we, she'll get clamoring, but. It's very hard to get that kind of talk in in yeah, a, in, a, in 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 women's wrestling, which is already hurting for fan fan exposure in some ways. If you're not WWE, mm-hmm. and we had a suggestion on the Twitter feed also. Now we may have to take a week to think about this. Mm. Shake them ropes theater, a return. Vince McMahon planning his new XFL. (laughs) Now, the reason I would want to wait on something like this is one, to do it right. And two, because I don't think the XFL is coming back. I don't care how many trademarks are filed. I don't care that Vince is starting a company. I, 
it, it could be a football league. Vince may go into business for himself and create another football league or some type of, uh, or go into partnership on a football league. It's not going to be the XFL. I don't see that name returning. That name is I painted. I don't understand this obsession with football with Vince McMahon, given he doesn't pay attention to football now. The only thing he knows about football is it's very, very popular and any headlines that comes out due to controversy. He he put a Royal Rumble two years ago up against the NFC championship game. Now, lucky for him, that championship game sucked. That was the Cardinals and the Panthers when the Cardinals just blew them out. out. Right, but it was also it was also partly logistics. But again, the pay-per-view era had ended. You didn't have to sell pay-per-views yeah. that particular night. You just had to sell buys for the network for a month. People could watch it three hours later. But more my point is is every interview you hear, it's like, well, Vince doesn't really pay attention to sports. Correct. So why is he so obsessed with football? Because he, which he knows nothing about. Well, well, like you said, he knows that football is popular and he sees the headlines right now are going against the NFL. So he thinks, okay, football is popular. The NFL might have a little uh, dent in its side right now. So maybe I could make a professional football league that takes some of that popularity, takes some of that money I can do what I tried to do with the XFL to make it appeal to conservative viewers or, or, you know, the anti-liberal viewers, if you will, the people who want to see violence. Okay. And also the people who don't want to see kneeling and, and protests and just want to watch football. Uh, that's what he might be appealing to. It's not so much that he wants to promote football. He just wants to promote something that's popular that he can see taking market share away from something else. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want me to work on that, I'll work on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something, yes. We'll come up with Vince McMahon, Shake Them Roast Theater. So that's a good suggestion. Um, other memories of 2018, Jeff? You went to, uh, did you, you went 17. to WrestleMania. It's 17. We don't Excuse have any me. memories of 2018 that's right. yet. We don't have any memories yet. Uh, Brock Lesnar is kicking the year off as the special guest star of Raw on Monday. That's how they promoted him. Brock Lesnar guest stars on an all-new Monday Night Raw to kick off 2018. Um 2017 you went to wrestlemania yes yes this experience versus past experiences you've had going to the you know hall of fame weekend big indies nxt where did this one stack up to others and what do you see happening in new orleans in 2018 um i i enjoyed it i didn't enjoy the super indies as much as i did in dallas and i think venue had a lot to do with it um i liked the city a lot better i liked orlando uh, better than Dallas, but um, the wrestling was great on both weekends. Um, I, I found certain things from different indies that I really, really liked and started following a little bit more closely. Like this was a year that I really kind of started to follow progress a little bit more, uh, to say it in the British form, and uh, Shimmer a little bit more. I absolutely adored that Shimmer show. And, and the Rise show I went to a few weeks ago, was a nice compliment to that in terms of women's wrestling, which to me fits more in my wheelhouse of being an eighties wrestling fan. Because I think at this point, the women have kind of gotten to the physical point of the men during that time. And I think the characters are a little bit more interesting. I'm looking forward to this, uh, WrestleMania in 2018 for the experience of both city and the wrestling. I think, um, I'm not so certain that the WrestleMania is going to be great, but like the Rev Pro show with New Japan talent looks fantastic to me. 
I think New Japan is going to be making much bigger strides in this country. If the Long Beach shows were any indication, which I also went to. God, I went to a lot of shows this year. You did. That's, that's just so weird because it's just like everybody goes, man, Jeff, you really hate wrestling. I'm like, man, I'm traveling a lot and going to see a lot of shows for a guy who hates wrestling. Um, I, you know what? I'm, I'm very interested to see what this Cody Young Bucks 10,000 seat arena, where that is and if they can fill it and, and who they use to try. I'm fascinated by that. Cody Rose and the Young Bucks they seem dead set on promoting their own show, uh, hoping to draw at least 10,000 fans in a mid-level arena somewhere in the U S could it be out West? Could it be in Chicago? Uh, could be a little difficult for the two of them who, you know, both live on completely separate sides of the country from Chicago to be promoting a, an event there, but we'll see. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you make of Cody Rhodes, former WWE intercontinental champion? trying to promote his own show, a one-shot deal, most likely, with the Young Bucks to try and get 10,000 fans. Like, what have you thought about in the last few weeks, and do you think they can do it? I think they can do it. I'm not sure if they can. I'm, I'm not sure they will do it. I think you have to get the 10,000 for it to be a success. I don't think you can fall just a little bit short. I think I think once you've made this your goal, you are. I think city and location is very important, as we've said before. It has to be an indie hotbed. And I think they may make a mistake, and I think they may go for Ontario. I think they may go for the Ontario arena out here in, in, in Southern California because all three live out here. Um, I think they'll be able to draw from a PWG fan base. I just don't think they're going to be able to get people to travel. And well, I also, like, that, like that I said, PWG before, fan base, though, is 400 people inside a building. And yes, I yeah. know they turn away people and people don't get tickets, but it's not like you would fit 2,000 people in that building for a right, PWG but, show. Right. But you but you, you know, you sell Southern California as a travel destination and hopefully you put it at a time where people will travel. I, I just I, I think I think that's going to be the most important thing is where's the venue and when is it rather than who the talent is, because you can't you can't do it around any of the big WWE type events. You can't do it around Bola. You can't. I mean, fans only have a certain budget for travel and, you know, I could see them putting it in the U.K., That'd be great for them, I think, um, if they really want to expand a territory. The Australia and UK would be great venues for it if they think U- the US is played out. Oh yeah, but I just problem, don't know. That I, the problem numbers, there is numbers. Oh yeah, the problem there is uh, this whole thing started when when someone asked Dave Meltzer if Cody Rhodes yeah. and the Bullet Club could sell out a US arena for ten thousand people. A, it's a triple dog dare thing. Yeah. Yeah, I and just to, I, I want to double back and I don't feel I answered a question. Okay. Well enough. 2018. What are we going to be talking about? Um, in terms of NXT, I think is is is, is it's going to be the year Johnny Gargano. I, I do. I think he's the most valuable player on that roster. He was this year, and I think that's what we're going to be talking about this time next year. And hopefully, we're not talking about man. They shouldn't have ever put him on that 205 live roster. I think the best thing that could happen for Johnny Gargano is if 205 Live is canceled before they can move him up. Yeah, I agree. Like, get that show out of here. Uh, the Royal Rumble is an interesting uh, deal because that weekend, obviously, is NXT TakeOver uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, spoiler alert here, Johnny Gargano in the main event of that show going up against Andrade Almas for the NXT Championship. Uh, two different sides to this, obviously. Almas could, you know, win and dispense of another challenger. And then he, he wrestles an Adam Cole type, uh, at the WrestleMania weekend. 
or Johnny Gargano wins. He's a very popular character. And we see the uh, return not too long coming of Tommaso Ciampa. And maybe Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano is your big title program heading into the uh, the WrestleMania season and the summer. Uh, so a couple of different options there. If you had to pick one right now, what are you leaning towards, Jeff? Are we going to see a new champion at Philadelphia? Or are we going to see Andrade Almas continue his reign? I think it depends on if Ciampa's coming back. Um, because I don't think I don't think Gargano needs the belt for that program. I really don't. I don't and I don't so think and I do, and I don't think they want to take it off almost just yet. I don't. I, I think it's too soon. But if they want to move him up and try and create this Latino superstar, and you know how they think. They think mm-hmm. in terms of branding. I could see them and, and look, I would love to see a Johnny Gargano title reign, because I think I think it'd be interesting to see what would happen if the most popular babyface in the company at that time got to run with the belt. Cause I don't think that's really happened. I guess you could say Balor in some ways was the most popular at that time, but he still, you know, he still had, you know, the remnants of Sami Zayn hanging around and, and others. I, I would, I would love to see what would happen to NXT's brand with the hottest babyface in the company holding the title. All the reports from when uh, Tommaso Ciampa was injured, you know, ACL said he would be back around March, around WrestleMania season. So it could be a little early for him to do too much physically here. But if you if you have Johnny Gargano win the championship and then go a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months, and here we are headed into April's WrestleMania, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano as a headline main event for that show wouldn't yeah. be the worst idea in the world. And you put you the title behind even... it, too. Yeah, you don't even need an attack from Ciampa. You just need him to come out on the ramp at the end of the show and and spoil the celebration. That's all you have to do. That's true. There's a lot of different options you have. Uh, breakout stars in 2018. I mean, we're starting to see it now, but Lars Sullivan is, is stepping up. You have Lars Sullivan. You have the Street Profits uh, who are going to be uh, seemingly big into the tag team uh, title division here later on uh, this year in 2018. Uh, there are a lot of new stars, a lot of exciting new stars who weren't big independent names. I mean, the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins has been there for a while. Uh, Montez Ford is an up-and-comer who's going to be a huge single star one day. And then you got Lars Sullivan, who could be a big beast on the main roster. Stunned right now. I mean, we saw this with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman didn't spend time on NXT TV, went right to the main roster. Lars Sullivan getting true NXT TV time, being built up as a singles badass. Uh, Lars Sullivan up there. I expect big things from 2018 for him. And I don't know if he's going to be main roster bound right away. Could this guy be in the Royal Rumble match? Could he be on the main roster hot shot it up here? I don't know if he is. Does he go up against Braun Strowman immediately? Does Do they keep him separate? Um, what else do you see NXT wise in 2018? Uh, you know, superstars rising, superstars decreasing. Uh, what's Jeff's NXT outlook look like? And I think you're just you're just concentrating on the second half of 2017 because the first half really was the story of the ascension of both Ciampa and Gargano and also the Authors of Pain. Yeah, I think the Authors of Pain are uh, it's weird they don't know what to do with them right now because they're they're really good and they you know they want them on the main roster but they don't want them overexposed on NXT so they don't want to do anything with them. Um, I think they get called up this year. Um, I think the Street Profits 
continue to ascend to a point where they just decide we need to pull the trigger on Montez Ford as a solo act. Um, I think Velveteen Dream probably continues his ascent. I think eventually Alistair Black gets called up. Um, I think they're going to try to call up uh, the uh, the Undisputed Era, and I don't know if it's going to go well for oh, them. Oh, it's, it's not going well for them in NXT right now. And we have... I think- you know what's odd? I think the breakout star of the Undisputed Era right now is Bobby Fish. Uh, he has the most charisma of any one. of the guys on there, yeah. I mean, if you have to um, pick one, yeah, but I don't think any all three of them haven't. The best thing they've done so far was that match where they won the tag team championships. Uh, so maybe if they if they do longer matches, they start winning, they'll get the crowd behind them again. Uh, but Adam Cole, as a figurehead for that division or for that uh, for that group, hasn't been anything special. I like sanity as an act, but I could see a main roster crowd turning on them as kind of the, as kind of a Wyatt family ripoff as, as kind of, of an thing. ascension. Yeah. Wyatt family ripoff and ascension when they first came up a uh, ripoff of that. Yeah. Um, but I'm boy, do I hope that Nikki cross gets this women's title before the end of 2017. And I, and I think, I think there's going to be a lot of cleaning out of people that have been there a while. I think I don't think TM61 ever really makes it back on. I think they get released, which is a shame. Eventually, that's a, that's a it is shame. a shame. It's a shame. It, it's nothing about their talent. It's just they couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think probably the iconic duo get called up after Mania. I think that'll be one of the call ups, probably to the SmackDown end of the roster. Um. Shane Thorne uh, wrestled a singles match. Nick Miller might be hurt. Oh, jeez. Again? Shane Thorne a wrestled shame. a singles match at the NXT show on the 16th. Um, previously, you know, on his comeback tour, he's been wrestling here and there since September, really, and really kicked it off, uh, kicked it into gear in November. He wrestled quite a few matches there, you know, mostly tagging with Nick Miller, always tagging with Nick Miller. Yeah, uh, but he wrestled think, a singles match on the 16th, and Shane Thorne is the one who who has the breakout potential. Like he's the superstar. Nick Miller would mm-hmm. be holding him down. We'll see if they uh, go into the tag team division. If Shane Thorne, maybe maybe this is what he needed. You know, Nick Miller. Yeah. Here, maybe they'll bring him back as a single. They just can't keep and waiting I, on these guys. And I think the shame about sanity, kind of, you know, being an uncertainty, is that Alexander Wolf had such a great year. As as a part of that in in the big time matches and being such a revelation in terms of what he could do under pressure. Um, well, that and showing personality on the mic too. Yeah, yeah, that uh, yeah, it, 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 he, that's done well for him. Um, I would love it if War Machine came in, and I would love an Authors of Pain feud with those two. I I let big guys throwing each other around. I think it would help the Authors of Pain to work with guys like Hanson and Rowe who have been to Japan mm-hmm. and know how to work that Japanese man, big, big man style. I think that'd be great for them before getting called up. I could see, you know, um, you know, I could see a couple of surprises. Like I could see, I don't know when their contract ends. I think their contract ends this year. I could see the Briscoes possibly coming into NXT. If, if they, if I they're can't. able to, they're never coming in. You know what? I, I, I think that, but then I think, you know what? That last run, that last contract, just to see how we do. I could see that. Yeah, I, that would have to be it because I, I think their timeline, it, it passed. Their window of opportunity yeah. to come in yeah. was two, what, I, two, three years ago. I and agree. it's over. I, yeah. I agree with that overall, but I could see, you know, the one last run mentality there. Um, 
I could see a couple of big names getting released from NXT and not making it to the main roster. Like I could see Ember Moon never going up to the main roster because I just don't see her 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 promo abilities connecting with her ring work. I I see her as an entrant for sure in the Women's Royal Rumble. Okay. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. You know what? She's the type where you introduce her in the Rumble, you let her do her big move, and you eliminate her, and sh- and then people go, man, I can't wait to see more of her. Right. And and especially if she's still the champion after TakeOver, just having the NXT Women's Champion in that match, like she wants to compete for you know, one of the Raw or SmackDown championships. They they Michael Cole spends the entire time she's in the ring, you know, promoting how good she's been and how she took over as the women's champion from Asuka. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I could see them doing that little bit of cross promotion there. Like, I think Alma, I think Almas has a real problem going to the main roster because I think he has the Rusev problem, in which the the attractive female with him is going to get most of the play from Vince and production. And it's going to be all about Zelina Vega and not concentrate on Almas that much. Who really, he can't cut great promos in English and he doesn't connect in Spanish for the most part. I think, I think there's a real issue there. If they bring him up, he might die a death. I hope it doesn't roster. go that far. Uh, yeah. Almas on the main roster. It'd be, uh, I see it going better than Hideo with Tommy. Uh, but not that much better. Like I, I think NXT better is the perfect than, place for him right now. Let's put it this now. way: better than a Tommy, but yeah. worse than Del Rio. Okay. I just man, the call-ups are the interesting part to me because we are just three and a half, or what, four months away from certain NXT call-ups on the main roster. You know, as brands refresh and as we have the, uh, the post WrestleMania time, and you know, Drew McIntyre to me would have been like the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. whether or not he's back from injury yet. Uh, Andrade Almas doesn't scream to me a main roster guy on a SmackDown or a Raw quite yet. Uh, Authors of Pain, for sure. Authors of Pain versus the Bludgeon Brothers is a match that I think is going to happen in 2018. I agree. And I, so there are I, guys who can I think Sullivan needs a mouthpiece to play off of mm-hmm. to get help him get... At least not, right not now, a, maybe. Well, I don't think... But I don't think they have those types of managers. Oh, That's the weird thing. Well, of course they, they don't. Have, they have Heyman, but Heyman's too big for Sullivan. But, you know, someone, I think it was uh, Les Moore, the resurrected Les Moore, who suggested a Gary Hart type. And I was like, yeah, that's the type of guy. Someone who can talk. It's not that Lars Sullivan can't talk. It's just he's the kind of guy that needs someone to play off of, I think. And right now he's been playing off of just the geeks he's been destroying. Yeah, I think 205 Live gets... I think it gets dissolved it's gone. by the end of the year. It's gone by the end of the year. Lot, I, I think you're going to be, I think a lot of those guys aren't going to be kept and they're going to go back to the indie circuit and you're going to see, you're going to see some indies take a lot of those guys and you're going to see some indies who are going to be wary of, of wanting just the WWE fame thing overpowering their promotions. I think it's going to be a very interesting call for guys like if it gets dissolved, a guy like a, Cedric Alexander, if he's not kept, or Rich Swan, if he's not kept, um, you know, what happens with with those types in terms of bookings at a PWG or one of your super indies? Um, I think, you know, I think they may keep one or two. I don't think they're going to keep a lot of them, though. I think you, you know, your Grand Metal Lakes, your Tony Nieces, 
are going to be let go and they'll find work in your, your evolves. But um, it's going to be very disheartening if that happens for smaller guys and what hope is there. It, it's going to be very – because, see, you can repackage them in NXT and keep them there forever, but there's no upward mobility after that because you've already tried this on a main roster level type of thing. So what do you do? What, what do you do if you're a guy who's five foot eight, 175 to 185, who's very, very athletic – and is making a name for yourself in, in independent wrestling and, and the WWE comes calling. Oh, you can come to NXT. Well, you know, you know, you got a Leo rush there. They want Ricochet there. Does Ricochet end up in NXT by the end of the year? There's, there's a question for you. Um, by the end of the year, or by the end of January. Okay. Cause Ricochet's coming. Okay. Ricochet is a done deal. Ricochet's coming. The but question. Yeah. What do you, the question what I have, though, if they, already have, if they already have a couple of flippy guys and you're like, well, do I want to go to WWE knowing mm-hmm. that my ceiling is basically to get fed to Braun Strowman? <laughs> what if they debut Ricochet at the Royal Rumble? No, they go won't. straight to the main roster. Like maybe. OK, we're in Philadelphia. Not a, a- big enough name. Well, I, I bet they would have thought AJ Styles was not a big enough name to debut and get the reaction he got at the oh, Royal Rumble. I thought that. I thought that you shouted me down. How dare you? <laughs> so now we have Ricochet here. Let's do it. I mean, they're in Philadelphia. Ricochet's gotten some exposure in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Will the crowd be smart enough to know who Rick O'Shea is? And they could. They could try it. They could. I I just, you know, a guy who does a lot of athletic moves off the top rope in a Royal Rumble doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah. I could see. <laughs> but Kofi Kingston's been making a career out of it. Yeah, that's true, and that's the other thing is you don't want to overshadow your already flippy dude guys that are in the rumble. Yeah, I don't know if Kofi Kingston, man, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Big E are quite the trio. But every yeah. time I see them split up in this Royal Rumble, I'm like, well, that's three spots that could have gone to more apropos or appropriate names or more fun names. Because I, I love the New Day as a trio, but I don't need to see Kofi Kingston as a single entrant into the Royal Rumble match. Oh, but that's part of the, that's part of the charm is every year. How does Kofi get around getting eliminated? Well, you know what I mean though? My point isn't Kofi specifically. It's those types of guys. Yeah. The tag the, team the, singles the, who I don't need. The, the guy, the guys who are, who have no shot of ever main eventing WrestleMania and aren't intriguing names. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping better from that. Uh, quick hits end of the year. Okay. Uh, we, I didn't, say I was going to what what do you remember as far as like match of the year types I know we've had some really good ones we don't have to even say what your match of the year was specifically uh, but what are the ones that really stick out even though I did not tell you I was going to ask this Cena AJ oh that Goldberg, was my number one Goldberg Brockett Mania yep and uh New Day Usos Hell in a Cell and Brock AJ yeah, Brock AJ um, in NXT that that the three way mm-hmm. between um, uh, the three way tag with the revival Champa Gargano and the Authors of Pain, and then the ladder match with Gargano Champa and Authors of Pain was great. Um, War Games, um, the the Sanity one where Alexander Wolf just just killed it when they won the tag team titles. Um, the Nikki Cross Oscar uh, Falls Count Anywhere or what, whatever it was, the, the street fight one. I think Nikki Cross had a great year in NXT. Um, those are the ones that stand out to me right now. 
Prediction for WWE MVP in 2018. Oh, in 2018, I think it will once again be AJ Styles. Yeah, I, I believe he's going to. I still think Nakamura. I don't know if he wins the Royal Rumble or not, but Nakamura AJ is your match at WrestleMania. And I think that's going to be a standout for one of WWE's matches of the year. Mm-hmm. And then AJ will just keep going on. Whether they have AJ win or whether they have Shinsuke win, AJ is going to have another phenomenal year, no pun. But I mean, it, it's just he's been the MVP of WWE for the last two years. Yes. How this happen? He has been, a, he, he has been the guy they have asked to elevate the not so good workers in the ring, and he's been the guy who's had great matches with the guys who can go in the ring. I think, I think he is he has surpassed all expectations after us being worried when when they start with that terrible Jericho feud, and where do they go from here? The ten, and then oh, he's, he's wrestling, losing. he's wrestling the Zack Ryder's and the Chris Jericho's of the world. And why won't they let him do the Styles clash? They're ruining AJ Styles. Hey, 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 hey. We should not jump down the throats of people who were skeptical at first because we had a reason to be. And then once he got to SmackDown and made that his is when he really, really blossomed, I think. The letters XFL return or not? No, not a chance. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.